This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Your 20-hour break is over. Now back to the only morning show born in Idaho, Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. Born in Idaho, just not born yesterday. Keep that in mind as you call in this morning. <laughs> I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless if you're going to call in. Actually, I was born at 8 o'clock on a Monday morning. Just was, in time to go to work. I was born um, somewhere around 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning. Moscow, Idaho. Gritman Hospital. Twin Falls, Idaho. Uh, <clears throat> Magic Valley Memorial Hospital, which later became Magic Valley Regional Medical Center and is now St. Luke's. There you go. Three for the price of one. There we go. 606. It's 40 degrees outside. Let me rephrase, Let me say that again because you may uh, have to rub the sleep out of your ears. It is 40 degrees outside. Mm. On our way towards a high today of 63. Yay. I like it when it gets up over 60. Another record possible today. Record high yesterday was set 61 degrees. McCall also tied their old record. Set back in 1928 of 45 degrees yesterday. Baker City tied their record of 54 degrees yesterday, originally set in 1965. Those are January 30th records. Yes. So we have one more day of warm temperature, which is today. Um, It it depends on what happened. Now, I left my house this morning, and the wind was blowing 30, 35 miles per hour. I get in down to Boy- downtown Boise and nothing. Now, granted, I live in uh, Nampa where the wind is always blowing because Owyhee County sucks. So it causes you know, you, all that wind to blow. You know, we have across. listeners in Owyhee County, right? Well, yeah. I'm not saying that they're horrible. I say, I'm say i saying why it's windy in Nampa. I see. Yeah, I think they'll understand that. Uh, so I I don't know how windy. Well, it's supposed to be more windy than it was yesterday. I had to turn on my air conditioning yesterday for the first time. Really? I, I don't remember turning on my air conditioning in my car in January ever. <laughs> that, that would be a rare occurrence, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm like, what is going on here today? It was, it, it, it was just a super nice day. Derek, you threatened to go play golf yesterday. Did you get, get off your couch and uh, actually go do that? No, I just grow in the size of my rear. <laughs> Maybe today. Maybe maybe today. Uh, I thought the same thing, but uh, I don't. I did something to my knee because, and beyond that, I'm depressed because we took down our Christmas decorations last night. So I'm kind of sad. You're depressed. It's not Christmas anymore on January 31st. No, I'm depressed. We took down Christmas decorations. Christmas only happens on December 25th. Well, I realize that. Yeah. So you're 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 depressed. the The Christmas season is now officially over at your house. Yeah, okay. I, I'm I'm depressed. We took down because it was so pretty. It I told was you so my, nice. My, Six weeks is all we had it up this year. My grandma always had a live tree and took it down every year on Valentine's Day. Our usual. Our usual. It used to be until we moved into this new house, and all of a sudden, my uh, my wife seems to get crazy that we can't leave Christmas decorations up until Easter. Yeah, I mean, good grief. Just 36 days after Christmas, and she's already wanting to take everything down. I know. It used to be uh, year after year, we celebrated Christmas Easter. We celebrated the birth and death of our Lord and Savior on the same day. We took down our Christmas decorations Actually, Easter, had Easter Sunday Easter, dinner. Easter celebrates the resurrection. It's Good Friday that celebrates the... Uh, never mind. 
Yeah. Well, you celebrate the way you want. We okay. celebrate the way we want. All right. It's a made-up holiday. I don't I'm know if you've ever heard by, of Christmas Easter. I'm just going by the you know the, the Bible story. Yeah, we're, we we have our own celebration called Christmas Easter. Gotcha. I don't know if Christmas Easter is in the Bible or not. Uh, the Bible I read never mentioned Christmas Easter. We always have a lot of candy, so we call ours Easter. Ah, I don't think that's in the Bible either. It isn't. Coming up for you this morning, uh, we have tickets. The Idaho Steelheads tonight taking on the Allen Americans. As a matter of fact, we have two pair of tickets. Somebody is going to win them before 10 o'clock this morning. Keep in mind, if you enter, you must uh, plan to pick up your tickets before 5 this afternoon because these are hard tickets. They're not digital tickets, so you must pick them up before close of business. But we have two pair of tickets, and we're going to let you text all morning long. So if uh, if you want these, text the word TEETH. You think there would be a problem if I were there leading cheers like, Kill those Americans! No. It's a free country. We we still have the Constitution, right? Yeah, good point. Yeah. So feel free. Text right now. 208-336-3700. Uh, text the word TEETH right now, and you can get your tickets to the uh, Idaho Steelheads game tonight. And like I said, we'll pick two at random from all of the uh, tickets that we have. Um, tomorrow night, reminder, don't forget Boise State takes on New Mexico at the pit. Um, just to give you an idea of just how crazy this uh, season is, um, Wyoming overcame an 11-point deficit with 45 seconds to go to beat Colorado State the other night. Colorado State turned around and easily beat San Diego State last night. Mm. That's how competitive the Mountain West is. There's no rhyme or reason. So I'm still holding out hope, even though over the last five games, New Mexico has won every game by double digits. Hottest team in the Mountain West. You'll be able to hear that game tonight with uh, Bob and Abe beginning at uh, 8.30. That's when the tip-off pregame beginning at 8 o'clock. So plan on that. And then Air Force comes to town coming up here on Saturday. Tomorrow and Friday morning, we will have tickets to give away. For that game. So if you'd like to go absolutely free, be listening in. Uh, also this morning, coming up at about 8.35, this is an amazing story. It, it, it's an amazing story just to the fact that we're going to talk to the Idahoan who became the youngest Bitcoin millionaire in history at 18 years old. He's from Idaho. Now, he's a high school dropout, dropped out of high school when he was 15. And by 18, he was a millionaire. His name is Eric Finman. After he uh, dropped out of high school, he then became a millionaire. He started an investment fund, which he made millions of more money with. <laughs> See, when I was in high school, I completely forgot to do that. I, I was, you know, when I was his age, I was going, let me see. If I go to the University of Idaho and see my friends, I can drink in Moscow because the drinking age is 19. I wasn't even thinking about how to make my first million. Now, that... That whole story right there, that's kind of two stories in one. That in itself is amazing. Um, But now at 25 years old, he wants to do something to make everybody's life in Idaho better. That includes yours and my life if you have a cell phone. Mm -hmm. We'll talk with him at about 8.35 this morning. We'll find out what his plan plan is and how he is planning to put that into effect to make Idaho have the best Cell phone coverage in America. Wow. That's his goal. That's, how, that's what he wants to do. So at about 8.35, we will be uh, talking to him. 
coming up here for you this morning. Uh, also, we'll talk about uh, a death row inmate has their. Uh, let's see, I, I'm, I lost track of how many times um, that he has had his uh, death date planned. Thomas Creech, we told you, had lost his clemency hearing, um, and now the execution date has been set. I know this is at least four times that he's had an execution date set that we'll, we'll see this time if this is uh, one that will actually stick. Uh, I'm sure his attorneys uh, are arguing, trying to go to court right now and trying to get that execution uh, stayed. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about what the governor has to say about it. Uh, that and more all coming up here for you this morning on News Talk KBOI. And as usual, if you want to get through and take part in the show, Chris and I are standing by our emails. You can email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. And then don't forget, once again, tickets to the Idaho Steelheads coming up tonight. Text the word teeth as in, wow, I went to a game last night and a bunch of players lost their teeth. (laughs) T-E-E-T-H. Speaking of regular occurrences. (laughs) All right, and with that uh, brings us up to... Our first check on what's going on with sports this morning, brought to you by Pork Belly Akuna, making plans for you to show up this morning. Want to get your day started right, off right? Um, there's not too many better ways than by planning a visit to Pork Belly in Cuna. They open up at 7 a.m. every morning. In men's NCAA basketball, number 19, New Mexico, will host Boise State tonight in Albuquerque. Game time is 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game will be televised by the Fox Sports Network. The Lobos have won 13 home games in a row. Their overall record is 18 and 3 in conference. They're 6 and 2. The Broncos are 14 and 6 and 5 and 2 in the Mountain West. Tyson Degenhart leads Boise State in scoring at 15.6 points per game. New Mexico is led by Jalen House, who also averages 15.6 points per game. In NCAA men's basketball games Tuesday, South Carolina upset number five Tennessee, 63-59. Number 21 Dayton beat George Washington. Number 14 Illinois topped Ohio State. Number nine Marquette got by Villanova, 85-80. Number 25 Texas Christian upset number 15 Texas Tech. Georgia Tech upset number three North Carolina, 74-73. Great game. Number 23 Oklahoma beat Kansas State. And number eight Kansas blew out Oklahoma State, 83-54. In the Mountain West Tuesday, Wyoming beat Air Force. Number 17, Utah State topped San Jose State. Colorado State beat San Diego State. And Nevada-Las Vegas got by Fresno State, 78-69. Tonight, we mentioned Boise State visits number 19, New Mexico. Also, number 24, Alabama plays at Georgia. Northwestern faces number 2, Purdue. Number 18, Baylor travels to Central Florida. Florida plays at Kentucky. Providence takes on number 1, Connecticut. And Vanderbilt travels to number 16, Auburn. The Boise State women's team tonight plays at Fresno State. That's sports. For your Google Play, simply say, hey, Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 623, uh, we do officially have uh, an update uh, of the breaking news story that we gave you yesterday uh, about the fire that took place at In-N-Out Burger. And just so you know, this wasn't something that we got from a listener calling in and saying, hey, there's a big fire. We actually heard this from a, a reputable news source yesterday, um, and they sent out 
email. I mean, I, yeah. I got I got a text from Rick Worthington, who apparently is still in the uh, text of Channel Two News, saying, "Hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know there's a uh, big fire going on at Nina Alberger, which he shared with uh, me. We got text. Debbie in our newsroom gets text from Channel Two. She mm-hmm. got the text, um, and it turned out to be a big to do, really about yeah. nothing. It there was just was, a grease fire. There was a fire, but basically it was on the grill, and it was caused by grease, and they put it out." So, However, somebody called the uh, fire department. And, and the weird thing about the fire department is, I think there were officially uh, eight vehicles. emergency vehicles who showed up for this, which is which is kind of weird. I guess you don't know how big the fire is, maybe, um, but it just seemed like overkill, especially when you find out that even in and out Burger say, hey, it was you know a false alarm, even though it was yeah, a grease was a, fire, but they said it was never out of control or anything like that. This was a .4 alarm fire. Yeah. Um, another thing I want to talk about is a story uh, that we saw as we were leaving here yesterday. Who kind of it, it kind of ties in uh, to In and Out, and apparently there is an In and Out Burger that is closing, which you never hear of because it never happens. However, <laughs> but you'll understand the reason. You'll you'll understand the reason um, why this In and Out Burger uh, is closing, and we'll tell you the reasons. I'm going to give you one hint. Um, here in, uh, when we come back after news at the bottom of the hour, uh, it's in California. So you can you can draw your own conclusions now and then see if they match up with the actual story that we'll give you uh, coming up here in the next half hour. KBY News Time is 626. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through to us this morning, you can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. 6.32, uh, coming up here Friday morning. Don't forget, we've got a couple of sweet deals for you. That's right, there are two sweet deals. So the way this works is you go for the one you really want first, and if there's uh, others left over on the second one, then you take advantage of that. We've got uh, gift certificates from Tropical Smoothie Cafe, five locations in the Treasure Valley, $50 worth of gift certificates. Uh, that'll be on sale for $25, and uh, it's not just... Smoothie drinks, by the way. It's a it's a cafe where you can get breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Uh, they specialize in wraps, breakfast wraps. They also have lunch uh, uh, wraps, dinner wraps, sandwiches, flatbread, salads, and a whole lot more. Also on sale Friday morning, you can get $50 gift certificates for $25 to Locking Horns Riverside and Horseshoe Bend. Great food. Uh, the only... Uh, restaurant in Horseshoe Bend that is located right on the Payette River. Um, it's just a small drive from Boise and Eagles. So once again, if you want to take advantage of that sweet deal, $50 for 25 bucks, you go to KBOI.com, click on the sweet deal link right before 9 o'clock, and then uh, hit refresh at 9 and take advantage of those deals. Now, those of you who uh, are antsy, you don't have any patience, I get it. You don't want to wait. Sweet Deals available right now, too, if you want to check those out uh, once again. And there are dozens and dozens of Sweet Deals, including uh, from some local places like Blaze Pizza. You also have uh, gift certificates to the Legends on Main, Pub and Grill, and Weezer. So if you live in that area, take advantage. And here's a great deal. Um, you don't have to drive to pick up your gift certificate. They mail it to you. So if you live in Weezer, Payette, New Plymouth area, and would like to go take advantage of that one, you just purchase it. They will mail it to you, and then you uh, head to the Legends on Main. And like I said, those are available right now if you want to check those out. Just go to KBOI.com, click on the Sweet Deal link. Also, this morning, 
If you're just waking up now, going to pay off for you. If you want to get underway, maybe go to an Idaho Steelhead game tonight. They're taking on the Allen Americans, and you can be there absolutely free. We have not one, but two pair of tickets we're giving away this morning, and you have to text to win. Text the word teeth, as in I went to the hockey game last night and I saw somebody lose their teeth. T-E-E-T-H. And some players did, too. Yeah. There was some blood on the ice. Um, Text the word teeth right now, and we'll choose two people at random to get those pair of tickets for tonight. Keep in mind, if you are trying to win those tickets, you will have to come into the radio station to pick them up before 5 o'clock. But it should be easy for you. Just come in, pick them up at 5 o'clock, maybe go to dinner before the hockey game, and make it a a date night. But text away right now, once again, 208-336-3700. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 640, uh, it is 36 degrees. What's interesting about that is uh, since about 5 o'clock, temperature has dropped about 8 degrees since 5 o'clock. So 36 degrees, still above freezing, and it's still going to be very warm out today. Possible new record high. Told you as we were going to break the bottom of the hours, we were leaving um, the studio yesterday Um There was a news story up on CNN where uh, Kaiser in Oakland has told all its workers to bring their lunch to work from now on um, and not go out for lunch. Not because they're worried about, you know, them gaining weight or, you know, eating healthy or saving money or anything like that. Uh, they're worried about them um, being robbed or mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, crime uh, because crime has gotten so bad in Oakland that Kaiser Permanente Medical Group has told their workers not to go out to eat lunch. In broad daylight, the middle of the day, don't go eat lunch. I mean, you know, it, it's, a, it's a hospital, so they have a cafeteria. Yeah. Now, another interesting part of this story, and this is where it ties into In-N-Out here in Boise yesterday. <laughs> um, Oakland, by the way, the In-N-Out is closing. Not, not because not, not for lack of business. No, uh, not because people all of a sudden stopped liking In-N-Out. Um, the crime at Oakland's In-N-Out parking lot had gotten so bad that they are going to close their location down permanently. It's the first time in the chain's 75-year history that it's been forced to close one of its restaurants. This is it. This is the only restaurant that In-N-Out has ever closed since they opened wow. 75 years ago, and it's because of uh, the severe amount of crime in their mm-hmm. parking lot. Good grief. And um, now people who would normally go to that one are going to have to travel at least, what, half a mile to the, to the nearest one? <laughs> No, I I don't think they have any more in Oakland anymore. Yeah. Go so they'd have to tri- go, yeah go across the drive, bridge, drive across the, the bridge, where or, it's a little safer, but not much, right? Or, or head east, you know. Uh, yeah, hey, you can drive, uh, you know, fifty minutes to Stockton. I know they have uh, a couple In and Out burgers. That's the first place when I worked down in Stockton, California, that I went to In and Out, and said, hmm, yeah, it's a burger. My first place will probably be Meridian, but I still haven't been. <laughs> Well, now you have a much longer drive. You should have done it before you moved yesterday. Now you have a much larger, longer mm. drive. Yeah, it's not bad. You could you could have just walked almost around the corner. <laughs> it's a little further than that. Mark writes in uh, regarding the in and out response. Uh, there's a pre 
determined response to a structure fire. This is the one here in Meridian yesterday. Depending on if it's residential or commercial response, not sure on Meridian's protocols, but having three engines, two trucks, and a battalion chief along with EMS response is fairly typical for initial dispatch to a commercial uh, fire. Right, and uh, when when we got the, uh, the notices, they said there was a commercial fire that they were responding to. And so... And like we said, it turned out to be just a short grease fire and didn't actually burn anything that uh, was of consequence. I'm sticking to my original hypothesis. Hey, there's a uh, fire at In-N-Out. We, yeah. Normally, firemen don't volunteer to go to fires. You get told to go. It's like, we'll go. I'm, I, I'm on it. Hey, Going. There, was, there wasn't a fire, but as long as we're Wait here. Wait for me. Yes. So, yeah. And by the way, you know, we, we half joke about that. Uh, the one thing we did find out yesterday, because we did have a listener who was on location, um, they opened up immediately after that, and there mm-hmm. was no line. Right. Which we found out yesterday, because they don't open up until 1030, right, is the official opening. However, if you're going to in and out apparently if you take two or three people with you um, and stand in line, they'll open it up when there's a line. That's cool. So I mean, you'd have them stand behind you, right? I don't know if you can go in right now at 644 and stand in line and they go, all right, we'll open up three hours early today. I don't know probably, if that's going to happen. Probably but, not. Yeah. They, they probably won't open until they get there. Another uh, email, and I'll answer this one because we've had a couple of people ask about this in the last week or so. What happened to Rick Worthington? I heard you just mention his name. I, can't re- I couldn't remember his name until today when you mentioned it. I haven't heard from him in a very long time. Um, Rick Worthington... Um, Realized my lifelong dream to become a show pony, basically. Uh, He moved to Bend, Oregon. He got married and now is currently staying home as a stay-home dad. Mm -hmm. For his his two young daughters. For his two young daughters. And I think there's uh, one daughter from his uh, new wife. So they have a... So three. Mixed family. He stays home. Yeah, his his, uh, new wife uh, Mm -hmm. makes good enough money and said, look, you've had a lot go on in the last five years. Take your time. So Just he, stay home. He lives. He lives over in Brupa. I mean, uh, Bend. <laughs> Love that area. Lucky man. So yeah, that's that's why you don't hear his name anymore. KBOI News Time six forty five. Get another check on sports. Once again, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. Uh, get in today. They're opening up in fifteen minutes. So if you want to head out that way, uh, see if they open up the doors early. If you stand in line, I'm not sure if they will, but you can try it out today. Pork Belly opens seven a.m. to two p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. Three Dallas Cowboys were added to the roster Tuesday for the Pro Bowl games. Among them was defensive end and former Boise State star Demarcus Lawrence. It is his fourth selection for Pro Bowl weekend in his career. Lawrence replaces Nick Bosa of San Francisco, who will be playing in the Super Bowl. Also named were tight end Jake Ferguson and guard Tyler Smith. Ferguson replaces the 49ers' George Kittle. Smith is taking the place of Cowboys guard Zach Martin, who opted out of the Pro Bowl games because his family is expecting a baby any day now. David Rubenstein is the co-founder of the Carlisle Group Equity Fund. He's also a Baltimore native, and according to the Associated Press, Rubenstein has reached an agreement to purchase the Baltimore Orioles for $1,725,000,000. I thought you, sorry, I thought you said $1 billion. I did. Wow. $1,725,000,000. Now, Peter Angelos purchased the team in 1993, 31 years ago, for the much lower price of $173 million. Peter's son, John Angelos, is the Orioles' current chairman. The Orioles recently extended their lease of Oriole Park at Camden Yards 
uh, from the state of Maryland for 30 more years. That's sports. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 36 degrees in downtown Boise. 658. Don't forget, we are giving away a uh, pair, not just one pair, we're giving away two pair of tickets to the Idaho Steelheads game tonight. Ticket on the Island Americans, if you'd like to go absolutely free, uh, you have two chances to win this morning. And you only have to do one thing, and that is text the word TEETH, T-E-E-T-H, to 208-336-3700. We'll choose two people at random in the 10 o'clock hour to get those two pair of tickets. Keep in mind, they are tickets that you must come pick up before 5 o'clock. So if you are not able to do that today, um, don't even bother trying to win the tickets because you must pick them up by 5 o'clock this afternoon when we close the door. So, once again, text the word TEETH, T-E-E-T-H, to 208-336-3700. We have also uh, have a chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza coming up uh, here today. You can use that at any one of their locations throughout the Treasure Valley. By answering our Casper and Chris damn near impossible question, it's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services Silverhawk Realty, a local company with the global network for all your real estate needs, whether it's buying, Selling, investing, commercial, only one number you need to know, and that is 208-888-4128. Bruce Springsteen has had only one number one hit song. Our question today, what was the title of that number one hit song? And for those of you who were up early this morning, I'm going to give you a hint. While the song hit number one, he didn't sing the song that hit number one. There's your early morning hint. Be ready to call coming up after 8 o'clock at 208-336-3700. And if you are able to correctly uh, answer the question first, you're going to get that $50 gift certificate once again to Blaze Pizza. Also this morning, going to be talking about uh, Judge yesterday upheld the block of Idaho's ban on transgender care for minors in Idaho. Plus there were some new bills introduced in the legislature. That's all on the way. Your home of the Broncos for 50 years, 670 KBOI, Boise. 93.1 KBOI-FM, New Plymouth. News Talk, KBOI. 707, 36 degrees in downtown Boise, looking for a possible new record high for this date. 63, as you heard, uh, up low 60s throughout the Treasure Valley. Uh, and it's warm throughout the Northwest as of right now. We told you about new records being set yesterday. McCall tied their old record all the way back in 1928 of 45 degrees. Uh, Boise's new record high was set yesterday at 61. It's absolutely beautiful out there yesterday. Why do I get the feeling it's going to be cold all through April? I know. that's They're setting us up, aren't they? Because so. it's happened before. We had January and February really mild, and then all of a sudden, March and April were horrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it, really, I mean, it, I think as of right now, we're still behind for the most part in snow. We could be Alaska, however. Alaska got uh, eight feet of snow in the last week, <laughs> and they're three below zero this morning. So, I mean, you get eight feet of snow, you're probably, if you parked your car outside, um, you probably can't find it right now. My guess is in Alaska, in Alaska, they don't even notice eight feet of snow. <laughs> well, I think they probably notice this time because that is a new record, Oh, okay. by the way. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about this uh, this morning. Uh, Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals upheld a block on Idaho's ban of t- transgender health care for minors. 
Yesterday afternoon, the challenge to the law continues to be argued in court. The uh, law HB 71, House Bill 71, which bans physicians from providing hormones, purity blockers, castration drugs, or transgender-related surgeries to those under 17 years old, had already been prevented from taking effect under an order from U.S. District Court Judge Lynn Windmill, B. Lynn Windmill. Windmill put a halt to the ban going into effect on December 26th. Attorney General Raul Labrador asked the court to lift that injunction and allow the law to be enforced while the case was moving through the courts, but Windmill denied his location on Jan- or his motion on January 16th. Labrador's office immediately appealed to the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals. Ninth Circuit judges Kim Wardlaw, Richard Payez, and uh, Jacqueline Nying denied Labrador's motion in a ruling issued yesterday afternoon. The law, which had been set to take effect in January of this year, would have made it a felony crime punishable by up to 10 years in prison to provide gender-changing care to minors. Idaho Attorney General's office released a statement yesterday saying, Last year, the people of Idaho passed two laws to protect vulnerable children. One protects minors from irreversible experimental medical procedures. The other protects minors from being trafficked out of state for abortions. Today, in two separate cases, the same three-judge panel denied the request to allow Idaho to enforce these laws while the appellate process plays out. The argument against those laws has been the same as the argument against uh, mandatory vaccinations, which is, I'm raising my kids the way I want, and it's none of your business. In Montana, uh, which, by the way, has the same law that was supposed to take effect in January, that doctors are not allowed to give gender surgeries or puberty blockers to minors 17 and under. A Montana mom and dad have lost custody of their daughter after they refused to transition her. Krista Kolstad revealed the family's nightmare began when they received a call. Their 14-year-old daughter, Jennifer, told friends at school that she wanted to commit suicide back in August of 2023. Later that night, Child Protective Services went to Kolstad's home to inspect the house and interview Jennifer, later determining that she needed to sexually transition to male and able to get better. They have the same law, but they arrested them for that? Didn't arrest them, took the child away. That's like the opposite. They took the child away. Okay, but they still, didn't arrest it. They're, they're not arrested. But it's still the opposite. They're taking the child away because she's not transitioning? Yes, because the parents didn't allow her to transition. Yeah, that's the opposite. Mm-hmm. Krista, who is Jennifer's stepmother and the girl's biological father, Todd Kolstad, said Jennifer had a tough upbringing and several undiagnosed mental health concerns, including attention-seeking behavior and lying, which they believe caused the urge to transition and were overlooked by social services. Krista said, our family unit will never be the same. Even if they returned our daughter to us now, you're not going to have the same family unit. It's created a lot of animosity on Jennifer's part toward us. And at 14, she now doesn't believe she has to listen to us anymore as parents. Now, this comes as a family uh, also going on. A family in Indiana has asked the U.S. Supreme Court to review their lost custody case. Jeremy and Mary Cox, who are elv- uh Evangelical Christians lost custody of their son in June of 2021 after they refused, for religious reasons, to have him start identifying as a girl. Or just the fact that they are the parents and don't want him to do that. Exactly. And yet, 
the state took their child away because they didn't want him so, to identify as a male. So half the states will take your child away if you attempt to transition them, and the other half will take the child away if you don't transition them. Mm-hmm. In California, Abigail Martinez lost custody of her teenage daughter in 2016, who was put on testosterone to begin transitioning to a male and then later died by suicide. Jennifer has also been repeatedly bullied at school. Colstad uh, even moved districts to try and give their daughter a fresh start for a new school. When Child and Family Services arrived at the family home, the family let the caseworker inspect the house and speak to their daughter alone, but warned her that she had a history of making up stories. During the interview, Jennifer claimed to have drank toilet bowl cleaner and taken an overdose of painkillers in an attempted suicide attempt. Her parents said... This seemed highly unlikely because Ms. Kolstad had been working at home all day and Jennifer did not have access to any of the substances she claimed to have taken. And she had no symptoms, uh, symptoms of illnesses. Despite well, which, their doubts, I think right there would be the big uh, red flag. Mm-hmm. Despite their doubts, um, they agreed to take Jennifer to a local hospital to be checked out. Blood work confirmed Jennifer had not consumed any toxic substances. But medical notes mention that Jennifer identified as a male and wanted the hospital to call her Leo. Her parents told her that she was too young to make such a decision and sent her to counseling to to explore why she felt this way, which is, you know, what you probably should do, right? They actually aren't even against her transitioning. They don't want her to do it when she, she was only 13 years old. And yet... The state took her away. Hmm. Well, I mean, there's a tremendous lack of consistency across the United States. I mean, when you see this, and, and the state's taking away children because the parents who are taking care of them... Are doing it the way they see fit? Are doing it the way they say they see fit. As a minor, what you're supposed to do, right? It's just crazy. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to weigh in. We can get to some of your phone calls. If you want to email immediately uh, right now, you can do that at Mike at KBOI.com and Chris at KBOI.com. Right now, let's get another update on what's going on with sports. Once again, this morning, it's brought to you by Pork Belly and Cuna. They are open, not just for breakfast, but the coffee drive through is also open. They open at 7 a.m. as they do for breakfast every day, seven days a week. National Hockey League players Carter Hart of the Flyers, Dylan Dube of the Flames, and Michael McLeod and Cal Foote of the Devils have been charged with sexual assault in connection with an alleged incident in 2018 in London, Ontario, involving members of Canada's World Junior Team that year. Attorneys for all four players have indicated they will be pleading not guilty. The University of Alabama will extend its Super Bowl record this year. No Alabama alumnus who went to the NFL directly from the Crimson Tide has ever scored a point in the Super Bowl. There have been Alabama quarterbacks who have thrown touchdown passes, including Bart Starr, Joe Namath, and Ken Stabler, but no Alabama player has scored a touchdown, field goal, or extra point. Jalen Hurts has scored points in the Super Bowl, but he only started his college career at Alabama and joined the NFL after playing at Oklahoma. And since neither Kansas City nor San Francisco has an Alabama player on their roster, the streak will not be ending this year. 
Players from a total of 143 different colleges have scored in the 57 Super Bowls. The University of Miami leads with 84 points, followed by Florida with 82 and Penn State with 81. Even the Coast Guard Academy has scored one point, an extra point by kicker Kurt Knight of Washington in a 14-7 loss in Super Bowl VII. There were 68 Crimson Tide players on NFL rosters this season. The closest an Alabama player has ever come to scoring points in the Super Bowl happened just last year when Devonta Smith of the Eagles caught a 45-yard pass but stepped out of bounds at the two-yard line. That's sports. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, uh, looks like uh, ahead of the opening here in about seven or eight minutes. The Dow is up about 70 points. However, uh, NASDAQ is down 200 uh, points as of this morning. One of the things we want to talk about is something we've been talking about a lot over the last couple of weeks, um, and that is uh, job growth. And we've got some news on that this morning. Yeah, it was interesting. I mean, obviously, we're seeing a little bit of selling pressure on the NASDAQ, like you mentioned, Mike, down 200. That's largely due to shares of uh, Alphabet, parent company Google. They reported their earnings uh, came in a little bit lower than expectations. We're certainly weighing down on that index. You also have Microsoft uh, down slightly, relatively flat. So seeing that, I, and I think that's going to be the case until we have we hit around the noon hour when the Federal Reserve is going to make their announcement. So we'll be paying close attention to that. But ADP, which showed the numbers for this month for private payrolls, came in lower than anticipated. So, and the previous month was uh, downwardly revised as well. So, it, ADP. I yeah, got I mean, to talk about that for just a second. You know, it, you mentioned that it was uh, the jobs was down. Um, what how, was it downgraded or uh, how did you put downwardly that? revised? Downwardly so, revised, yep. which <laughs> mar- marks the twelfth time in twelve months that the number of jobs that were claimed to have been created actually weren't created. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to take these initial numbers with a grain of salt because, I mean, these are these are large data sets. When you look at ADP, I mean, it's estimated on aggregate payroll data. I think it's over of over 25 million U.S. workers. And this is also independent from the United States Labor Department data, which will be released Friday, by the way. So... Yeah, I mean, this, this is speaking to this trend where the, the labor market, even though generally speaking, it's still good. It's just not as rosy as it was. We're just starting to see it probably coming back to reality to some extent. There's another interesting data point that's not really reflected in the ADP report, but not too long ago, I mean, especially in mid 2022, going into early 2023, the percentage increase in annual pay to from job changers, meaning you were incentivized to just go change jobs because you could seek uh, quite a significant pay increase. That's now moderating. The numbers show that there's there's not really an incentive at this point in time just by switching jobs that you're going to immediately get a pay bump. So I think not too long ago, about a year, year and a half ago, all the power seemed to be in the workers' hands. Like you just could not find people to hire. You could not find good talent. Mm-hmm. You had to pay them a premium. I think that that is starting to change and employers are starting to maybe swing that leverage around a little bit by demanding people to come in actually to work and not not allowing this uh, work from home or virtual what? working scenario. I yep. have to actually go to work <laughs> at my job now? I got to put pants on and go in uh, the office? That's ridiculous. <laughs> God, you, you, you horrible Nazis, you. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's interesting to see this, and I, like I said, 
are we starting to see a trend? I think we are starting to actually see that. Now we're going to see a much more broader representation of this in the uh, U.S. Labor Department uh, report in uh, that will be released on Friday. So we'll parse through that and see what that, right. and how that looks. But obviously we're not seeing as big of wage increases. Maybe this also affects Federal Reserve decision, inflation numbers. So yeah, the labor market, these labor numbers are important to pay All attention right. to. Well, once again, it uh, doesn't matter what uh, is said in the Fed press conference um you'll be watching fred chairman and whether or not uh he frowns to really get an idea of what the stock market's going to be like right yeah we could okay. see a big move we could be see a big move around the last half of the trading hour or okay. the last half of the trading day so i'll we'll be there to comment on it and uh, keep people updated all right sounds good uh we'll keep an eye uh, on what the stock market does leading up to that and then talk to you again tomorrow morning Thanks, gents. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742-08-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Uh, talking this morning about Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has upheld a block on Idaho's ban of transgender care for minors yesterday. Challenge to the law will continue to be argued in court. Law was due to take effect January 1st. We are talking about some of the other states where um, some of these other laws are going on as of right now. And one of those states is Montana, which also has a law similar to Idaho's law, which is being fought throughout the courts. And yet still in Montana, parents have had a child taken away because they were not going to allow their child to transition because she was only 14 years old. See, that's weird. I would think that in Montana it would be just the opposite of that, that they would take away a child if you did allow them to transition. Here's the uh, interesting part about this. And by the way, her parents told her that she was too young to make such a decision at her age. They're not saying that she could never have it done. They just said, 14, hey, you're not you know, ready to make this decision, so they weren't going to allow it. Instead, oh, my God, they sent her to counseling to explore why she felt that way. Oh, my God, how horrible parent. No wonder. They deserve to have her. They deserve to have their child taken away by the state. Now, while medical transitioning of minors is banned in Montana, Mrs. Kolstad said the hospital told her that social transitioning was a gray area of the law. Social transitioning? Yeah. So, like, just, like, dressing as the opposite? Yeah, and, and, and like re- just telling everybody that you have to be Calls, called by a yeah. ma- male name, including the parents. It's so gray that your child can be taken from you? That's how gray this is? Now, along with CPS, Mr. and Mrs. Kolstad agreed that Jennifer would benefit from specialized in-person treatment and counseling at the mental health hospital. They They agreed that she's having mental issues. There are six facilities in Montana, as well as one in Wyoming. Mr. and Mrs. Kolstad had concerns and didn't want their child sent to Wyoming because the state allows minors in Wyoming to have gender-changing care, such as hormone blockers and surgical procedures, without parental consent. They were worried that their child, if sent to Montana, could undergo the changes because they weren't they were no longer in charge of their own child. Yeah. The state of the Montana was. That would be something to worry about, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. 
And sure enough, hours later, their uh, fear came to fruition. They were informed that there was a bed available in Wyoming and that Jennifer must go immediately. On January 19th, the couple lost custody of their daughter to CPS, who said that allowing Jennifer to be transgendered is in her therapeutic best interest and that her parents are not following recommended therapy. It's interesting. CPS is uh, given custody was given custody for Jennifer for six months, and now after that, is she going to be returned to uh, her mom and dad? Nope. After that, they plan to place Jennifer in the care of her birth mother, who lives in Canada, but has never been a part of her life. And her birth mother has agreed to this. I don't know if the mom's agreed to it or not. Meanwhile, uh, the couple we told you about in Indiana, Mister and Missus Cox who lost custody of their son, saw their child taken from their home after the Indiana Department of Child Services warned a county court the teen was in physical and emotional danger. County judge ordered that he be put in a foster home that supported the teen's chosen gender identity and banned the Coxes from talking about their faith with their teen during visits. Again, going too far. It's, um, you know, and, and never mind whether parents are letting their child transition or not letting their child transition. It's their choice and really nobody else's business. And yet this is, you know, why some people don't trust their the states to do what's in the best interest for families. How much more are you going to see of this? Is this something that will happen in Idaho? I mean, this is working its way through the court. We have a similar law here in Idaho that was due to take fest, uh, take effect in January, as is in Montana. So if this does finally go through, will you see the state of Idaho? I don't think so, but, I mean, Montana's a fairly red state also, right? Uh, yeah, I would, I, would, I would say that. Your thoughts, if you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email chris at kvoi.com and mike at kvoi.com. In the meantime, let's get a uh, check one final time on what's going on with sports this morning. It's brought to you by Pork Belly in CUNA. In men's NCAA basketball, number 19, New Mexico, will host Boise State tonight in Albuquerque. Game time is 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time. The game will be televised by the Fox Sports Network. The Lobos have won 13 home games in a row. Their overall record is 18-3 and in conference. They're 6-2. and the Broncos are 14-6 and six and 5-2 and two in the Mountain West. Tyson Degenhart leads Boise State in scoring at 15.6 points per game. New Mexico is led by Jalen House, who also averages 15.6 points per game. In NCAA men's basketball games Tuesday, South Carolina upset number 5 Tennessee, 63-59. Number 21 Dayton beat George Washington, 83-61. Number 14, Illinois, topped Ohio State. Number 9, Marquette, got by Villanova, 85-80. Number 25, Texas Christian, upset number 15, Texas Tech. Georgia Tech, upset number 3, North Carolina, 74-73. Number 23, Oklahoma, beat Kansas State. Number 8, Kansas, blew out Oklahoma State. In the Mountain West Tuesday, Wyoming beat Air Force, 83-72. Number 17, Utah State beat uh, San Jose State by 21. Colorado State topped San Diego State, 79-71. And Nevada-Las Vegas beat Fresno State, 78-69. Tonight, we mentioned Boise State visiting number 19, New Mexico. 
Also, number 24, Alabama, plays at Georgia. Northwestern faces number 2, Purdue. Number 18, Baylor, travels to Central Florida. Florida plays at number 10, Kentucky. Providence takes on number 1, Connecticut. And Vanderbilt travels to number 16, Auburn. The Boise State women's team tonight plays at Fresno State. That's sports. Download the KBOI radio app for free for your Android or Apple device. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752-208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Judge has upheld a block of Idaho's ban on transgender care for those 17 and under here in the state of Idaho while it works challenges throughout the court system. Um, That's the uh, news that happened here in Idaho yesterday, talking about some of the other states that are going through some of the processes. Um, we've, We've mentioned three different states who have had parents who've had their children taken away because they did not want to see their teenage child go through permanent changing um, and transitioning and the state deemed no you can't make that decision for your child montana and indiana and where else and you would ask me when i don't have it uh i'll have to look that up again for you montana montana indiana and and one other california oh california yeah california which uh, california would kind of guess montana and indiana maybe not so much the Ohio Senate yeah, in, in Montana, it's an unusual story. In California, nothing is an unusual yeah. story. The Ohio, sorry about that. The Ohio Senate uh, voted last week to override Governor Mike DeWine's veto of legislation that restricts medical care for transgender minors and blocks transgender girls from female sports. The bill would have prohibited doctors from prescribing hormones, puberty blockers, castration drugs, or gender reassignment surgeries. Before patients turn 18, similar law to what Idaho has passed and Montana passed, requires mental health providers to get parental permission to diagnose and treat gender dysphoria. It also bans transgender girls and women from playing on female sports team uh, teams in high school and in college sports in Ohio. The House voted earlier this month to overturn DeWine's decision. House Bill 68 is now poised to become law within 90 days, although opponents have signaled that they would take the matter to court. Despite what, uh, quoting here, despite what liberals say, gender is not assigned at birth, but rather from the moment of conception, you are either male or you are female. Senator uh, Christina Rogner said, there is no such thing as gender-affirming care. You can't confirm something that does not exist, unquote. Now, the ridiculousness of some of this, states taking children away from their parents who don't want to see their child until they're at least 18 years old, go through these changes. Um, And then you have the sports side of this. In December, in Canada, a 53-year-old biological man who identifies as a woman and now goes by the name of Melody, whose given name was Nicholas, decided to enter in a swimming competition. The event was put on by Swimming Canada and was held in uh, Barrie, Ontario, Canada. Uh, Eight, well, were there age groups? Is that the deal? Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, at the event, the 53-year-old man, Nick, raced in a pool against girls not old enough to drive. Ah. The youngest of these girls would have been third grade. The oldest was only 16. 
One might ask themselves the question that if she were a 53-year-old biological woman who wanted to compete, would she have been allowed to race against girls 45 years younger than her? So there were no age brackets. Just no, yeah, there everybody. are. Yeah, there are age brackets. Oh, but but everybody swims at the same time. It, nobody wanted to go against a transgender. That's how. That's how ridiculous even this 50, is. Even a fifty-three-year-old. Fifty-three-year-old. Mm-hmm. The most disturbing and ridiculous part of this is uh, you, you, the stuff I gave you right there. You think was ridiculous enough? The most disturbing piece of this story, Melody. The 53-year-old male, born male, shared the locker room with these girls. They all had one locker room. Parents shared on social media the girls were terrified and pointing out it's also confusing for the kids. No one was comfortable. Everybody is accepting of all people, but them swimming against our kids and being in the locker room with them is just not appropriate. Uh, In case you're wondering, she did win the race, by the way. I'm sorry, he, he, she, whatever it, they identified. They did, the, they did win the race. The 53-year-old yeah, won the race. Yeah, one, male won the race uh, against females 6 to 18, or 8 to 16 years old. So congratulations to him. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless if you want to get through this morning and take part in the show. It's always encouraged. Uh, you can also do it by emailing chris at kboi.com. Mike at KBOI.com, or text us at 208-336-3700, which, by the way, we are taking your texts right now. If you would like to go to tonight's game, the Idaho Steelheads hockey game, they're taking on the Allen Americans tonight, and we have not one but two tickets that uh, we are going to be giving away this morning. Uh, We'll give them away at random from everybody who texts the word TEETH, T. E-E-T-H, as in teeth are not necessary when you play hockey. Text the word teeth. Two people will be chosen at random in the 10 o'clock hour to get those tickets for tonight. Keep in mind, if you uh, do want to try and win these tickets, you will have to pick them up before we uh, close the doors at end of business today at uh, 5 o'clock. Jill writes in, did you hear the sealed divorce docs were released yesterday and nowhere is Fanny mentioned? What do we do now? How do we get our beloved former leader out of this now? He wasn't going to get out of it because because of that anyway. I think they had already determined that even if she had an affair, it didn't really matter as far as the case goes. It wouldn't change the outcome. By the way, case is not over. Um, This is more than just the divorce case. She still has a court date um, coming up in February uh, to address the allegations that she was having an affair and that money that was being spent was uh, being spent uh, against policy, state policy, shall we say. Um, and by the way, the in addition to the uh, court documents, as you, you're claiming, that uh, got released yesterday, there was a settlement in the case yesterday also. Mm-hmm. Um, she settled with the um, ex-wife or future ex-wife uh, of the man she is accused to uh, have had an affair with. So she now will not have to she, go to court. She didn't settle with him. He did. No, she did. She settled so that she does not have to go to court now and testify. 
So she does not have to now go to court to testify in the divorce case, which is what they were looking for. So she settled out of court so that she does not have to testify in the divorce court case. Understand? He settled with her. He settled with her. His wife. Right. He settled with her, and she also settled so that she would not have to go to court. I wasn't aware she had to do anything. Yeah, she had been subpoenaed. But the case is over. The only reason she's not going to court is because right. he settled with his wife. So this is good news for her because now she does not have to go to answer charges on whether or not there's any proof that she was having an affair with him in the time that she was hiring him to do the job. And if she got any or he got any special treatment yeah. because of the fact that they were having an affair. So none of that will come out in like court I said, documents. Though, like I said, right though, the case wasn't going to get thrown out because of that anyway. No, no, absolutely not. So now uh, the, the, it looks like the divorce case is over, um, but there is still a court date in February where um, she's going to have to uh, appear and uh, don't know exactly what's going to be coming out in that court case, um, but it's still a couple of weeks away. Mm. Thomas Creech. All right. How many times has Thomas Creech, do we know the actual number of times that Thomas Creech has uh, been had, close to uh, being executed? Yeah, ha- has had an execution, an actual execution date. So he was due to be executed into, I think it was into November, 1st of December. And then everything having to do with uh, his clemency hearing, that was all put on hold. Lost his clemency case. And now uh, a new date has been set, and it's going to be happening in February. He's had 12 times. Wow. 12 times he was due to be put to death. And all 12 times, I guess 11 so far, <laughs> this, this would be the 12th time, correct? He wasn't. So, so uh, this, this being the 12th time... We'll see if he will be put to death. My question to you and anybody listening this morning, will this, will this be the final time that Thomas Creech has an execution date set or will, be, or will there be more times that the execution is called off? Now, he is due to be uh, executed through lethal injection once again. I'm not going to put money on it because... As sure as I say that, yes, this time it's going to happen, I mean, he'll live to be 100. I guarantee that the lawyers for Thomas Creech are not done as of yet. I mean, there's still the argument that some believe that using lethal injection um, should not be used in the state of Idaho, even though it is an approved method of execution. Now, there are some that still believe that he should not be executed. Some of those people, you worked at the prison. One of them is even the judge who ordered the execution. That part's odd. Isn't it? And this is all coming, like we mentioned last week, that there was one more confirmed murder that Thomas Creech committed in California. He has also claimed... To have committed dozens more. He claimed to be a serial killer. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to say, I don't want to say this, but I, I think he's going to have another stay. 
Wow. That's my prediction. You don't think? I don't know. Uh, like I say, as, as sure as I bet on it, the, the other thing will happen. <laughs> that, that's true. If I want to make a bet on a sports game, I ask you who we think is going to win, you, and, and then you pick I go the, with the opposite. The other team, yeah. <laughs> we did that in the World Cup one, one year. Paul Jay and I did. We bet a mocha on every match that was on television, and I think at the end I owed him 11 mochas. <laughs> and we were just, okay, you pick a guy. Okay, you pick somebody. Well, I think Brazil can beat France. Nope, France beat Brazil. <laughs> you were this only consistent sort a uh, source you know, of coffee. If, if you don't know what you're talking about, you should be right every once in a while. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless when we come back. Chance for you to pick up a $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza with our Casper and Chris Damn Near Impossible question. That will be happening right after Bronco Sports today. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 823, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. Looking to uh, get involved in real estate in some way? Maybe you're looking to buy your first home. Didn't think you can afford it. You might be surprised Get information today by calling 208-888-4128. Help you out with the information, help you out whether or not you qualify, what you can qualify for, and then help you through the process. That's Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. All right, Jerry is going to get first crack at our question today. $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza for grabs, Jerry. Our question, uh, Bruce Springsteen, singer, has um, only had one number one hit song. Our question is easy today. What was that number one hit song? I'm going to say Blinded by the Light. Blinded by the Light. That is it! By Manfred Mann's Earth Band, but written by Bruce Springsteen. He uh, also sang the song and didn't have anywhere near the success that Manfred Mann did. It hit number one in 1977. Slightly different lyrics for uh, them. A little bit. And by the way... Uh, way Manfred Mann's version way better than Bruce Springsteen's. That's my opinion, anyway. Uh, the uh, closest song that he did have of his own that he sang that reached number uh, came close to reaching number one was "Dancing in the Dark." That yeah, peached number, number two, two, yeah. two in 1984. So, yeah, good job. Uh, kind of a trick question there, and you got it, Jerry. Hang on the line. We'll get some information from you. You got a fifty dollars gift certificate uh, for uh, Blaze Pizza. Once again, you can use that at any one of the locations here in the Treasure Valley. All right. Um, still on the way. We have a pair of tickets we are giving away to the Idaho Steelheads tonight. Not just one pair. We got two pair of tickets. If you haven't texted to win as of yet and you'd like to go to the game for free text the word teeth t-e-e-t-h to 208-336-3700 and then coming up in the 10 o'clock hour we're going to award not one but two people a free pair of tickets to tonight's game as the Idaho Steelheads take on the Allen Americans so go ahead and text away for that if you haven't done so yet uh, if you have texted us don't worry you're done you're in you're you're qualified and uh, we'll pick you one of those people at random to uh, get those tickets for tonight. When we come back, we got news coming up here next. We'll take a break. We're going to uh, talk to an Idahoan who dropped out of school at 15 years old and then at 18 became the youngest Bitcoin millionaire ever. His name's Eric Finman. Uh, you would think that that would be enough. You know, 18, hey, I'm a millionaire. I'm just going to go have fun. Oh, that wasn't it. He continued to uh, make money. And now he has plans 
that could help you as an Idahoan out. He wants to give Idaho the best cell phone coverage in the nation. We're going to talk with him coming up here next, find out about his story, and find out how he plans to give all of us the best cell phone coverage in Mm -hmm. the uh, entire United States. We'll do that coming up here next on News Talk KBOI. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 836, thanks for listening in this morning and being a part of the show. He's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper, and we'd like to welcome into the show with us here this morning... A uh, gentleman whose story I started reading about here um, just a few weeks ago. However, the story has been going on um, since he was about 12 years old. He is now 25. We're talking with Eric Finman this morning. And there's a, a few fascinating facets of this story. It's not just the one part of the story where Eric became the youngest Bitcoin millionaire ever when he turned uh, 18 years old. Uh, but there's other facets to this. Eric Finman, thanks for being with us, taking a few minutes to uh, tell us about your story this morning. Great. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. So let's let's start out. Let's start out when you're 12 years old. Most of us are trying to figure out, you know, how, how we can get a girl to like us. Um, you were doing something uh, else pretty interested. How, how did you get started at 12 years old uh, to think Bitcoin was going to be the thing to do? Absolutely. Yeah. So actually, you know, um, you know, yeah, some kids had video games, some kids had sports. I had Bitcoin when I was 12 and I first heard about it when I was actually brought by my older brother to this protest. And it was a very footloose like protest. Um, some people were arrested for dancing at the Jefferson Memorial. And if you didn't know, that's actually illegal to dance at the Jefferson Memorial. So people oh, got arrested now. <laughs> at a thousand people. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. A thousand people came to de- uh, uh, descended on Jeff's memorial, including me and my older brother, um, and you know, and we all danced there. But it was literally very intense. There was riot police. There was Black Hawk helicopters circling the the place. There was riot police on horseback, and things kind of shot off. And we uh, we ended up running from the police. And then I was kind of joking. I uh, we were we were running, and I was asking this other protester running and he had this orange b on his shirt that looked like a dollar sign and i said what's that and he said it's bitcoin man it's gonna end wall street bro and he <laughs> ran off and uh, but i looked it up afterwards and and i did uh, i did look into it and it really did look like the future and my older brother kind of helped me got into it because i was pretty young and uh and then i was able to figure it out because you know when you're 12 what else do you have to do <laughs> how much did you uh, invest um, at the time, I was very fortunate. My grandmother gave me um, $1,000. She thought she was going to die. Um, thankfully, she's still alive. Um, but she gave her favorite grandson $1,000 for <laughs> what was supposed to be for college. And uh, and I didn't end up putting that into college. Um, I, I used my kid's Wells Fargo account to uh, to buy some Bitcoin. And back then, it was actually just a lot easier to buy Bitcoin because it just came out. And it was just it as easy as buying something off Amazon and, and trading it. And uh, so with $1,000, Bitcoin was worth about uh, about $10 at the time. Um, and then so that got me about 100 Bitcoin. And then I just spent every day from then on um, kind of trading it and learning how to play the markets and trying to acquire more. And it was uh, it was good. And, you know, you kind of thought it would be big in the way you thought world peace was, would happen. Like you feel it'll happen. You hope it happens. Um, but you're not quite sure it ever will. And, uh, and it ended up being really big. So it was amazing. So... I, I have to ask you because you you kept making more and more money. 
the, the fact that you were making so much money, did that enter in to you deciding to drop out of high school at 15? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was a part of it. I think I would have dropped out anyways. Um, although maybe it's easy to say that, um, I really wasn't, I really wasn't, uh, 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 I really wasn't loving it. Um, you know, is, is a nice way to put it. And I think for other people, maybe it's great, but for me, it just wasn't. And, uh, I dropped out of high school. I used some of that Bitcoin to start a startup and I moved to uh, the Bay Area at the time. Now I'm back in Idaho. I, I missed Idaho. Like, you take Idaho for granted. You grew up in Idaho, and you're like, ah, oh, you take it for granted. Then you go to California, and California is some beautiful geography, but it's just ruined by a lot of horrible governance. And uh, and then you go there, and you're like, oh, man, I miss Idaho. So, um, uh, But that was many years ago. I kind of made, made uh, uh, some success in the Bay Area and Silicon Valley, and I moved back here, and it's, uh, I'm glad, glad to be back in Idaho, especially these days. When I was 15, I know if I had told my parents I was moving to San Francisco what they would have said. How did you talk <laughs> your parents into it? Well, they put, they put, uh, they put, you know, an ankle monitor. No, not literally. They put me on, you know, like an app on my tracking, my location on my, on my phone. Just in um, case. So basically an ankle monitor. And, uh, and then, you know, my dad, he actually did my homework one night and I'm very fortunate. My parents are very, very smart. Um, and, uh, and my dad's a Stanford PhD, went to MIT for undergrad, Stanford PhD for grad school. Yeah, that qualifies. And, uh, and he did my homework and normally I got C's and he got an F. And then, and so, you know, he was like, oh, the school's fault. Um, so that's how I convinced them. <laughs> really? That is fascinating. Um, all right. So you, you go, you, you've made, you become a millionaire then at 18, but you're still not done, mm-hmm. which is just crazy to me because, like I said, I'm viewing this as, as an 18 year old myself. I would have been, hey, I'm a millionaire. Um, life's going to be good from here on out. However, um, after you became a millionaire, you decided to start a venture, uh, venture capital fund. Yeah. No, I did. So, yeah. So I, I've started um, uh, a while back and started a VC fund. And that's my, that's kind of my main hub of everything I do, whether I invest in a company or I start a company. And, um, uh, so yeah, so that, that's, that's been great. And I've invested in a lot of great companies over the years. Um, you know, crypto companies, other companies. Um, and then, you know, I'm using, I kind of use also that money to start, uh, I'm also a serial entrepreneur and I use that fund to also start, um, companies like Idaho mobile, which is, you know, I just launched, uh, uh, just last month, um, in December, um, here in Idaho. Well, what was the idea behind Idaho mobile? Yeah. So I wanted to launch, um, Idaho mobile, Idaho mobile.com. Um, uh, because I, you know, when I was trading Bitcoin, you know, I was in raft from Idaho and then raft at the time, especially did not have great internet or great cell service. You would make a call half the time. It would say call failed. You know, you would, you would try to load a website and it was just miserable. And, uh, and you know, that, that, that was actually the hardest part about trading Bitcoin at the time was just such slow internet and slow to call anybody. And it was crazy. And uh, so I wanted to launch IdahoMobile.com to uh, kind of provide affordable, you know, phone and internet access across the entire state of Idaho. Um, and not just be, you know, uh, cheaper in places that already have phone and internet access, um, but actually expand phone and internet access to places that where it's like super slow or just don't have it. And no one else is doing this. Um, you know, the big companies like Verizon, you know, they have the money to do it. 
um, uh, uh, to like expand it to areas that don't have it. But, you know, they don't, I don't know if Idaho is, uh, you know, rural Idaho is on the top of the radar, unfortunately, although it should <laughs> be. Um, and then the play and, you know, the people that want to do it, um, in Idaho and care about that oftentimes don't have the upfront resources, um, to do that. So that's our plan. If you're an existing area, you can get cheaper phone and internet access. Um, uh, and then for places that don't have it or have really slow of it, we're expanding it so people do have it, have it high speed. And that's my goal to kind of solve my original problem that I had as a kid. So, I mean, this plan sounds fantastic, right? I mean, if, if for anybody listening to this this morning who might be in an area is not getting uh, really good cell service, you're going, yes, or cheaper cell service, yes. Um, however, there's got to be a lot more that goes into this. So how do you put this plan into effect, and how much do you think this is going to cost to make Idaho have the best cell phone coverage in the nation? Um, yeah, so I mean, so right now, just the, the upfront cost for the, uh, for, for, uh, if you're looking to use it, it uh, starts at 1199 so it's really cheap. And, uh, and then, yeah, to install kind of equipment in a new area, it's about, you know, 8000 to $10,000 for this kind of backpack-like equipment, um, uh, uh, kind of, you know, backpack-sized equipment that you attach to a pole um, in those areas. So, you know, so, to, uh, so, you know, maybe one or two of these kind of backpack-sized equipments can, you know, really expand, air, expand access to a certain area or town, um, and that's kind of the size you're looking at. So it's about sixteen dollars to $20,000 to really cover if you're looking to really speed up or, or expand access to a whole new town. So, um, so I think, yeah, I mean, we're focusing on Idaho. So we're for, so obviously it works in all 50 States. So we're not, we're not installing these kind of backpacks in other States. It's really just in Idaho. I really care about that. And, uh, uh, and you know, it's, it's terrific and it's fantastic. But again, there are other, these other companies, they don't want to do it just because I, I, I don't think they care. And I like, I, I like to think I really care because I'm from Idaho. Is it difficult to get permission to install these backpacks? Yeah, there is regulatory approval. Actually, it's not too hard, um, actually. Um, it's, uh, it's a process, but it's actually not too hard. Um, I thought it would be a lot harder, but, um, but we've looked into it. My lawyers have looked into it. And it's, actually, it's actually pretty easy. So we should, the goal by uh, either optimistically by end of this year, um, or, or, uh, or next year at the latest, um, we want to expand literally every grain of dust you know, on the ground is covered. So there's literally no part that isn't touched by this across the entire state. So you could be in, you know, middle of nowhere, um, driving from Coeur d'Alene to Boise for some reason and have no dead zones, no slow internet. You, you have, you have something always, right. um, uh, on there. So that's the goal by end of this year is our optimistic estimate, but I think we'll be able to do this by the latest end of next year. Once again, we're talking uh, with Eric Finman of uh, Idaho Mobile, new company that he has started. His goal is to give Idaho the best cell coverage in the nation. Uh, started out uh, by becoming a Bitcoin millionaire at 18. At the time, youngest Bitcoin millionaire ever. Talking with uh, Eric, we'll uh, take a break here. When we come back, you can stick around for one more segment, can, can't you? Yep, absolutely. Right. Thank you. We'll do that more. KBY News Time is uh, 846. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 852-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Once again, we are talking with uh, Eric Finman uh, this morning. 
Uh, he is uh, starting up a new business or has started up a new business called Idaho Mobile. Wants to give Idaho the best cell phone coverage in the nation. Uh, Eric, one of the things you hit me before we were going to break, and I have to ask you about uh, $11.99 for a uh, cell package. And I, 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 I got to ask what that gives you. Is it eleven ninety nine? Because I pay $60 a month. My wife pays a couple hundred dollars a month for our cell phone coverage uh, right now. Eleven ninety nine. What does that give you? One one phone uh, call yeah. a month. So we you know <laughs> gives you unlimited phone calls a month, unlimited text a month, um, and then it gives you actually unlimited data a month. It just gives you one gig of super fast five G. So that's how we do it. So we do it unlimited everything, one gig of super fast five G. Um, and then, uh, and then, if you want like unlimited, super fast five G, then that becomes forty two ninety nine. Um, so no matter what plan you pick, it's unlimited talk, it's unlimited text, it's unlimited data. It's just how fast of how much of how fast data you want, right? All right, all right. How much of fast data you want. So that's how we do it. So if you want unlimited, absolutely unlimited five G speeds, everything that's forty two ninety nine. Um, but at eleven ninety nine, you still get right. you know uh, uh, unlimited everything. So I, I have to ask. At, mm-hmm. I mean, this the big companies AT and T, Verizon, and T Mobile have to be looking at this and going, "Oh, we can't, we can't let this kid sit there and and get into our 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 market here." This is the type of thing where you see these businesses try to destroy companies like yours, or uh, on the other side of it, even try and buy you out. Are you worried about that? Well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, uh, I don't. I don't see myself ever selling um, in any way. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see. You know, you know, if you come for if you come from a kid from North Idaho, you know, we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I think that's. <laughs> I think that's one of the. I'm so grateful. I grew up in North Idaho because it, it's a. It, there's a special type of character and person from North Idaho, and I'm glad I, I, I got to meet so many of these people and adopt a lot of those traits myself. So um, I'm not too worried about it, but, uh, but you know, who knows? We'll see, we'll see what comes down the road. But in the meantime, I think it's just really nice just to do a, a good thing. And, uh, and that's what IdahoMobile.com is all about. In the last 13 years, have you had any setbacks, any uh, investments that you might regret? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing. It's, it's, you know, I, I, uh, the beauty, what I love about America is, you know, you're allowed to fail. You're allowed to make mistakes. I've absolutely invested in companies and projects that, that didn't go to places, not my own, of course, those are all tremendously, no, no, but no, (laughs) I, I've made mistakes. I've, I've invested in things that were a complete, turned out to be a complete waste of money. And that's how life goes. And that's what being kind of a venture capitalist, what being an investor is and being an entrepreneur is, is, uh, you know, you stand on the shoulder of giants, you're going to make mistakes. Um, and, and that happens. So I, I think my, my win record is way greater than my loss record. Um, but, uh, the beauty of it is that I did enter in the arena and, uh, and I got beaten up. I got some scars, but ultimately I, I am more successful um, than I am, uh, than I'm not, or at least my mom thinks so. So I think that's good. That's all that counts. <laughs> it's pretty crazy to sit, to sit here and think that, you know, at any time from the time you're 12 years old, s- something could have changed. Like the very first thing that you mentioned is you are talking this morning, what would have happened if your grandmother wouldn't have thought she was dying and giving you a thousand dollars? If she, if she had just been like most grandparents and think, Oh, I'll just, you know, pass away whenever. And you said, luckily she is still alive. You wouldn't mm-hmm. have had that first thousand dollars to invest at 12 years old. Um, my, my question to you now is 12 years old, you started a thousand dollars. Your grandmother had given you, um, what is your net worth today? 
Um, my net worth, see, I'm modest, um, but, uh, so I don't know if I'll, if I'll go into it, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I am a, I'm a, a very comfortable multimillionaire, which is, which is very nice. So are, we, uh, are we talking hundreds of millions? Where, where are we? You don't have to give us the exact <laughs> I'm like number. A middle class, I'm a middle class millionaire. I, guess that's <laughs> that's, uh, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but. But no, th- thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for uh, well for myself. And and if you want to learn more, check out idahomobile.com. I truly, really appreciate you having me on. All right, Thanks, um, appreciate it. Thanks for taking some time. Uh, wish you continued uh, success, and would love in a couple of years to uh, talk to you and find out how long or how far along your goal is. But once again, thank you for taking a few minutes with us this morning. Thank you, sir. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Eric Finman, once again, who knows, within a couple of years, we would maybe have the best cell coverage in Idaho. That's his goal. We'll take a break. News coming up next at the top of the hour. We'll get to your phone calls and emails coming up. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through this morning, email us, chris at kboi.com, mike at kboi.com. Uh, you can also email us. You can text us. By the way, final uh, about 45 minutes or so to text the word teeth, T-E-E-T-H, as in you don't need teeth to play hockey because they're just going to come out anyway. Teeth. We're going to give two people you should spell at it random. T-E-E-F. Teeth, toofuses. You don't need toofuses to play hockey. Uh, teeth, uh, go ahead and text. Once again, we'll choose two people at random, and they'll get tickets to tonight's game. The uh, Idaho Stampede taking on the Allen Americans tonight. So once again, if you want to win those tickets, final 45 minutes to get those in. We'll pick two people at random to get those tickets. We just talked for half an hour to Eric Finman. And, uh, Isn't that fascinating? He started buying Bitcoin at the age of 12, moved to San Francisco on his own at 15, and uh, was a millionaire by the age of 18. And I was reflecting back on what I was doing at age 12 through 15 through 18. And uh, now I, I do have the excuse that there was no such thing as the Internet and that Apple and uh, Microsoft were actually just getting started when I was in junior high. <laughs> it's absolutely they, they crazy. They were being founded in garages at that time. As he was telling you the story... Um, you know, from the time he was, you know, about 13 to mm-hmm. um, 18 years old. Who, who did he remind, his story remind you of? Did it remind you of anybody? Well, in particular, who? Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul did the same exact well, thing. Well, well, except that he dropped was, out of high school. I mean, he was already a senior by the time he took off. But, but uh, he didn't graduate, and then right. he was still only 17, and he told his parents, I'm moving to Los Angeles to be an actor. Think about that. Either way, is as his well, parent and, at 15 or as Aaron Paul's parents at 17, and, I'm uh, leaving home, I'm getting dropping out of high school, and I'm going to go become an his, actor, or I'm going to go become a, a, a financier or whatever he was going to do in, but do he's, in San Francisco. He's only won three Emmys. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's also become very, very rich, as, as of this guy apparently, anyway, apparently did. No, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it reminds me a little of that. He, he went with his mother. His mother approved it because, you know, she talked to all the agents and the people like that who were going to help him out and discovered that some of them you know, are actually truthful. It is interesting um, that, you know, especially Dad, with as educated as he was. Yeah, uh, graduated with a, a Ph.D., from Stanford and also uh, studied at MIT, 
so yeah, not to, not to be a, okay with your son not, dropping out of high school at fifteen, right? Not a family of dullards. Let's put it that way. Yeah, it, it's just so weird to uh, be able to uh, have the wherewithal as a parent to go, okay, I trust my cut, uh, my son, even at fifteen, he's dropping. I I would have had a I would have had a conniption fit and fell in it if one of my kids would have well, said at fifteen, hey, I'm dropping out of school because uh, I think I can become a millionaire. What what? I made decisions in my 40s that my parents sat me down and talked about. <laughs> well, we'll see if this comes to fruition. He has started, I mean, this isn't his first company that he started. He's started dozens uh, of different uh, tech companies. Um, so we'll see. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to revisit this again two to three years and see how far he has come. Because uh, the question that I ask him and I would seriously have uh, worry about that because th- you see this all the time when when you have somebody that is going to you, you call them disruptors, right? It's a disruptive business that he has because the status quo. You have Verizon, you have T-Mobile, you well, have AT and T, who are making hundreds of dollars off each person who has a cell phone. Like right the now. movie, it's like the movie Tucker. Hey, yeah. I've got a better idea. Yeah, nope. I, I have a better idea we that I'm going to sell you. for less, and they they ended up. You, you see it all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see, as a disruptor, what kind of attacks over the next couple of years he sees What's from these that? companies, if any, or if or if the other thing you see sometimes, they go, let's just buy him out and bury his technology yeah. so that we can continue What's, to make the hundreds of millions of dollars that we been, make every year. There's a story been going around for about, oh, well, probably 40 years now or, or more, that there is an engine that runs on water, but they quash it because, you know, the oil companies, the car companies, uh, it, it wouldn't work out so well for them, See, now, monetarily. And, and, and here's the story, and I, I admit I have heard that story, and I start to question, okay, is that a, just a big conspiracy theory? Or is it actually true that they bought him out and quashed it? I mean, because if somebody comes to him, I know he's comfortable right now, but say say a company comes to him and say, hey, we want to buy out your company, and we're going to give you, you know, a billion dollars for your company, it's going to be hard to turn down a billion dollars for anybody yeah. because of, of all the good. And it sounds like he likes doing good with his money, you know. And he's 25 now. Eric Finman is the guy we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Started uh, investing in Bitcoin at 12, which I should have. I've, I should have, in 1977, I should have had the foresight to invest in Bitcoin. <laughs> I never heard it. Or, Bit- or, Bitcoin or, inv- then. or invent Bitcoin <laughs> or invent the internet or I don't know. Yeah. Even when he was 12, I, I, at his age at that time, now, now granted, this is where he's 25 now, so you're talking 13 years ago. You, you know, uh, you, you have to know. I'd barely uh, heard of Bitcoin 13 what, years ago. What did I invest in at the age of 12? Uh, trading cards. Yes. Baseball cards. And how's that working for you? I still have all of them. And so you might be a millionaire. In, in, in theory, uh, I, I doubt it, though. Have you ever checked into your cars to see if they actually are worth something? Nope. You could be a millionaire right now and not even know it. Yeah. And guess what? what? You'll you'll pass away and your kid will inherit your thing and he'll start looking into it and goes, oh, look, my dad was worth millions and he had no idea. What an idiot, he'll say. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not going to be the only one. It's, it's, it's good to, you know, already know what my legacy is going to be. <laughs> I am kind of surprised because now... Scaredy cat, scaredy cat. You never made a move. I, I, I have to ask here, 
where where do you have those things? Because you just today oh, I'm you sure have to be like out to of your know, old. Yeah. Well, no, you have to be out of your your old apartment or your old house today mm-hmm. and into your new house. So you're you're mm-hmm. done in everything. So obviously you know where those are because you've had to move them from your old house to your new house, right? Mm-hmm. So why uh, one of you? Uh, okay, <laughs> I, this I is really bothering I me. I don't even know where she put them. I this. This is this is bothering me. I want to go find out how much these are worth for you. We have boxes. Boxes. Do you not want to go through them, Chris? I probably have fifteen to twenty thousand of them. Seriously? Yeah. There is no way in the world that there isn't some that aren't that aren't worth money. Most of them are probably worth anywhere up to and including seven cents. Well, yeah, there (laughs) some of them, but you, I mean, there's no way that there aren't going to be some that aren't going to be valuable. Just by sheer luck. Well, except that they're mostly valuable when they're in mint condition, and I sorted them every day for about five years. Oh, you idiot. <laughs> See, I already did it. I'm out. I was going to ask for a free dinner to go through all the cards, but I'm out. <laughs> well, and how many, how many did you say you have? Between fifteen and twenty thousand. Yeah, yeah, it would take a while. I, I don't got that kind of time. Let's see, how much is twenty thousand cents? They could be worth two hundred bucks. Still, it's not, I mean, good grief. I, I would be willing to bet, even in the condition that they are, mm-hmm. you, you, I mean, you could have a Honus Wagner in there. I'll bring them in tomorrow. And, you and, can help me sort no, out. No, I know. I know there's money in there. I, I'm I, all in. I, I know I don't have a Wagner. Oh, and how do you know that? You said you haven't gone through them in a long time. Yeah, but I, I, re- I would have remembered getting one of those, okay. especially since it probably would have cost me about seven hundred thousand dollars. Babe Ruth, Pete Rose for crying! You probably have a Pete Rose. Oh, I do have a tons of Pete that Rose. Could be worth some money. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Probably would be if they'd let him into the Hall of Fame. Pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. We'll take a break here so I can cons- uh, keep considering how I can get rich off Chris. Um, when we come back, uh, if you want to give us a call at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We can talk about a couple of things that we have been uh, talking about so far this morning. If you want to continue to uh, weigh in on the uh, stay in the law that was due to take first uh, take effect here in January on uh Gender transformation surgery plus the uh, state of Montana, Indiana, and California who have had cases where the protective services have taken children away from parents who didn't allow their teenagers to transform. Um, Kind of interesting cases there if you want to weigh in on that. How soon will it be before Idaho takes away a kid whose parents are not allowing their teenager uh, to trans transform, not in our lifetime. I I would hope not, but I wouldn't have thought Montana would have been a state that that would have happened in. True. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Be a part of the show at three three six thirty seven hundred or toll free one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Now back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI nine twenty. Uh, by the way. Hmm? You said you had a Johnny Bench rookie card? I do. Yeah. 1968 Tops Johnny Bench rookie card, $1,125. Doesn't say how good a, of, of shape it is, is in. It's, it's, it's encased in plastic, and it, so it's, it's in mint condition. Uh, no, this one that I'm looking at is not encased in plastic. No, I'm talking about the one I have. So yours is in mint condition? Yeah. Here, here's uh, another one for uh, $3,599. I'm guessing that might be a mint cool condition um and you said it's johnny bench that would be worth some money 
it's it's the one where he's on there with a guy named Ron Tompkins or something. Yeah, yeah. so there's one that's not worth seven cents. Red's Rookies from 1968. <laughs> Gary and Nampa listening on 670 AM this morning. Good morning to you. Yeah, my dad grew up in Missouri and would go to the ballpark there in St. Louis with a pen and his trading cards mm-hmm. and have all the Biggie sign them. And he had all of, you know, he had Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, all those. And he I had bet Chris does too. Huh? I bet Chris has all those no, too. No, I don't. He, he had every intention of saving them all. And when he went away to college, his mom threw them all away. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, it would have been worth a fortune nowadays. <laughs> I was I'm lucky. My mom never threw. Mess. In 60 years, my mother never threw anything away. That's crazy. Thank you for the call, Gary. I appreciate that. Uh, lawmakers yesterday introduced a uh, bill here in Idaho to require creators of material harmful to minors on the Internet to verify the age of those viewing the content online. Representatives Lane Price and Julianne Young proposed legislation that would allow individuals to sue content creators if they were exposed or if their child was and there weren't reasonable steps to verify age and restrict access to those under the age of 18. What the heck? Okay, so now you 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 have you can't look up porn on the internet if you're under eighteen, and you can't get porn uh, in the libraries. Where are kids going to get the porn these days? Because they don't make magazines don't come out. Playboy doesn't have a magazine anymore. Penthouse doesn't have a magazine anymore. These poor teenage boys. Where are they going to get their porn? You can't get it in the libraries. Can't Maybe. get it on the internet. Maybe they'll take up a hobby. Figure out something else to do. The uh, uh, On Monday, a bill was introduced to require cell phone manufacturers to enable pornography filters on devices used by minors. They could collect baseball cards. The uh, bill defines harmful to minors, by the way, as material. See if you can understand this. All right. uh, this is the bill. This is how it describes harmful to minors. Material that the average person applying contemporary community standards would find taking the material as whole respect as with respect to minors is design, designed to or is designed to pander to the parent interests and material that contains descriptions or depictions in a manner patently offensive with respect to minors. Pubic hair, I can't say some of those words, uh, yada, yada, yada. Depiction of intercourse, uh, masturbation, and any other sexual act would also be included in this definition. There were words you couldn't say after after those? Uh, Yeah. Oh. All righty. Well, I mean, is it, you know, is it like the, what was it, the, I don't remember which Supreme Court justice it was, but the, I know it when I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the material taken as a whole would need to lack serious literary, so, so artistic, speak. political, or scientific value mm-hmm. for minors. Okay. Now, under the legislation, there's so, a there's so prurient. As as to once again these these new bills, there are questions that I have. Under the legislation, enforcement of the law would happen exclusively through the private cause of action which would come with a minimum penalty of $10,000 as well as other damages, the attorney general or other government attorneys would not be able to take action to enforce the law. The bill also provides legal immunity to state officers and employees from being sued in challenges to the law. If they give kids porn? <laughs> um, the, the, the other thing is... It would be put into effect, like right now, have you ever tried, you probably haven't, but I have, um, if you've ever tried to buy 
alcohol over the internet, right? No, you're right. On, I haven't. Online. Um, it would be enforced in the same way. So you would have to prove that you are over the age of 18. Now, here's a problem that I have with that because in buying um, cigars or alcohol over the internet, like my wine, I, I've got a wine club that I got involved in through my, uh, for my wife. Uh, as part of proving that I am over the age of 21, uh, I just put in my name and the uh, date, my birth date. And then I have to click on a link that says, yes, I am over 21. And that's it. Nobody, nobody comes to my door and checks, checks on me. Yeah, so same, you, so same with the cigars. Nobody comes can, to the door and says, you are could, you over uh, 21? They just drop it off. You could easily be lying. And uh, that is why a lot of parents mon- monitor everything their kids do online. Your thoughts on uh, this particular bill. We're going to talk more about this because, of course, on Thursdays and Fridays, we get to talk to the people that make the uh, laws here in Idaho. Um, we'll be doing this coming up tomorrow morning and Friday morning once again. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. We have news coming up here next. I know, David, uh, in Boise, you wanted to talk this morning about school vouchers. Another bill is introduced in the Idaho legislature this year. Stay right where you're at. I promise we're going to get to you. We do have phone lines open right now if you want to get Get through. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com and Mike at KBOI.com. Broadcasting from the Auto Ranch Group Studios on 93.1 FM and 670 AM, we are News Talk KBOI. 20 more minutes. 20 minutes if you want to go to the Idaho Steelheads game tonight. We've got two free pair of tickets for you, but you have to text the word TEETH, T-E-E-T-H. We'll pick two people at random to get the pair of tickets as the Idaho Steelheads take on the uh, Allen Americans tonight. So if you want those tickets, also keep in mind, to get the tickets, you'll have to uh, get into our studios here this morning sometime before 5 o'clock when uh, we close later today. So final few minutes, 20 minutes left, 208-336-3700. Text the word TEETH right now phone lines are open once again if you want to get through you can also email us uh mike at kby.com chris at kby.com david uh listening in online this morning uh you wanted to talk about a story we just had in our news a few minutes ago uh about one of the new bills for school vouchers good morning to you david Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, No, I mean, it's mind-blowing, really, and there's so much in there. We just have not had enough time really to pick it apart to to bring anything valuable to the table outside of I just see the gap widening for uh, people who did attend public school. How are they going to navigate all of this? It seems very confusing. And then it just seems that we're going in the wrong direction. And and, uh, so I kind of wanted to get – just kind of get your take on on some of the things that are going on and and what this does when we do things like this and the craziness have you guys heard the latest about this where there was actually someone who protested this and said okay fine we can't wait for it to become law because then we're going to start a satanism school and it just it just sort of ballooned out of out of control into madness and so how do you guys being parent or uh, especially you how do you guys see this as parents you know, as a parent, there and, and I, I am a parent, for instance, who had seven kids, and at one point, those seven kids were in five different schools, and a few of those schools were charter schools. Um, 
I I see good parts from both sides of this. But I also see the the bad side of it. Does this will it end up taking all the money from public schools and give them to private schools? I don't know. Yeah. I I and, and I'm yeah. like you. We don't have an, enough information in some of the bills. Um, do you do you have kids, David? Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's I think it's a if we're leaving kids behind, right? So there is a need for for private schools, especially kids with special needs. We let's come on. I, I would I would uh, I would happily give money to that. Uh, people don't understand the challenges that parents with special needs kids have. They don't appreciate those challenges. So that in itself, yes. But if you're talking about just putting privileged and I, God, I, I I'm sorry for using that too, but just putting kids into a, a private school where it is different than a public school, aren't we furthering that? divide aren't we really doing our society an injustice by allowing that and those people that can afford public or private school rather uh should maybe the first to say okay well we really don't need a tax break here we should maybe you know let's let's extend that to the public school so we can help these the the lesser thans in our society if you will and and i'm sorry for not being pc at the pctc here but (laughs) it just seems yeah, it just seems that more more thought needs to be done here, and and, and it seems great in theory. Uh, I love it, you know. And and, uh, and there's something else I wanted to say here, not to not to make it so heavy, but you guys are so lucky. You get to come to work every day and laugh and talk. We love that part of the show. If no one calls in and the topics are boring, you guys are still great to listen to. We love that. And so on the on the baseball card topic that we we're hearing on the end of that, <laughs> you, you guys, you you have to tell him. He can't keep him at home because what if there is a, a broken water pipe or fire damage and then his whole oh, retirement is Chris, gone? Chris, he's right. He's right. What happens if there yeah, is yeah. a broken or the house burns down? Uh, so then you've got to, yeah, you've got to roll I'm, that into Tesla, baby. Uh, what's, <laughs> what's the... Uh, yeah, yeah well, because man, you had me right up until that point. No, there, there's David. no chance anything could go wrong there. <laughs> if I invested in Tesla... All of a sudden, uh, Elon Musk would be middle class. I, I, it, it was, it would happen probably within a week. One, one, one quick thought there, guys, and just do this. And, and Jeremiah, if you're listening, you guys, if you had bought Verizon just four years ago, you would have doubled your money. Oh, I know. Cool. I know it's terrible. I know. It's, I know. Oh, it's I'd terrible. have forty I bucks. Ter- <laughs> I was going to say four. You know, I wouldn't have. I, I, can you double zero? Yeah, exactly. Well, listen, you guys. Keep up the great work. We love the show. Have a good day. And I just, like I said, I just think more, and, and people with uh, with an opinion should get in here, parents and the like. And then, you know, we're, we're hearing calls from callers all over the Treasure Valley, and they're talking about their taxes. And they're saying, well, you know, I own a home. I don't have any kids, and I'm still being taxed. Tax, tax, tax. So my eyes roll back in my head. Mm-hmm. So I just, I just think, take a step back here. We, we, we decided a long time ago as a nation that we had an obligation to provide everyone in our country with at least a minimum education. And yeah. every time I yeah. say that, somebody calls in and says, well, shouldn't we have a better education than just minimum? No, that's what, as as taxpayers, we are willing to pay for, for everybody to get mm-hmm. at least a head start and everybody to get at least a chance. Now, it's never been... It's, it's never been designed to be the only thing you ever learn in your life. Obviously, from life, you should learn other things, like, you know, about your job, about the world, and, you know, travel and do things. And, and of course, 
It's up to you if you want to go to a better school. That's up to your parents. It's uh, up to you if you want to go to college, because we don't provide free college in this country. Uh, Some do. We don't. But that would be up to you to get that education past a public school education. But even for the poorest people, and and that's kind of who we're after, is the poorest people here, to give them an education so you know at least they can have that much of a head start if they get nothing else from us in life. I, and, you know, I, I yes, 100 percent. And, you know, your insight there is just invaluable for people who, who, who can't put that together. I want to add on that, though. We are if we're not helping these underserved people. And I, I know those are trigger words and things like we're not helping these people. We're we are contributing to the decline of our society. And and I think more truth needs to be told here. And, and I and it's hard. I I want to say there are teachers in our family, and I, I'm not going to use their names, but I think it's hard for them to let go of the existing model. And let's tell the truth. Some kids are never going to be uh, astrophysicists, okay? They're going to be uh, heavy equipment operators. So when we, when we want to really make progress here, we're going to have to start telling the truth that not all kids are going to uh, you know, be on the radio. Not all kids are, are, are going to have uh, illustrious careers on the big stage. They're all going to be nine-to-fivers. And so once we can start telling the truth to ourselves and everyone else, I think we'll make some progress. But uh, let me stop there. Again, you guys appreciate all you do. Love the show. Have a wonderful day. All right. David, thank you for the thoughts. Thank you for the call and, and the kind words. Appreciate it and appreciate you the fact that you get up and listen to us uh, every morning. I've always been told, you know, if, if you're good at what you do in this country, you can be a success. And the thing I'm always wondering, okay, what if I'm not good at anything? And, and we still give those people a hand, too. By, by the way, he mentioned, you know, pushing your kids into radio. I will tell all parents out there right now who might be listening, don't push your kids into radio. <laughs> it is not. Um, Some, when Chris and I got into it, it, yeah. it was it was a, you know, we you were never going to become rich doing it, but it was a good career. There were lots of jobs, and you could have a lot of fun doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, radio has changed, and there's just not yeah, the, a lot the, of chances the num- the to of get jobs, jobs now. Yeah, The number of jobs is about one-tenth of what it used to be. I've had a couple of my kids ask, hey, I'm thinking about getting in radio. I go, no, you're not. Go go in a different direction. It's like, well, it's good enough people, for you. And it's like, well, yeah, at the time, it was a good I, job. It, it used to be my job to run the tours whenever, like, you know, a, a group of Cub Scouts or, you know, a, a, high, or a high school class or a grade school class or whoever came to the radio station. It was my job to take them around and, you know, show them everything. Radio stations, by the way, not terribly visual, just no. as, a, as a rule. <laughs> but I, I would show them, you know, the equipment and show them what people do. And I would explain the different jobs to them, basically. And one of the questions I always got was, what college classes do you have to take to be in radio? And I used to tell them, no, no, the question is, what college classes do you have to flunk to be in radio? <laughs> Sean, listening in Homedale this morning on 93.1 FM. Good morning to you. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to make a comment on most of these people that are against that uh, giving extra money for private schools and stuff. You know, I send my kid to a private school, and I'm not rich. Why? Why is it they always say, "Oh, it's the rich people that send their kid and to private school"? And it's not. I it's it's the ones 30, who I make like thirty-four thousand yeah. dollars a year. It's the ones I who make sacrifice, the effort. Right. I sacrifice a lot of stuff, not going out to dinners and doing this or you know extra things to make sure he does get a good education. So I don't understand why. And it's every one of them that are against it, saying, "Oh, it's the rich, rich people." Well, well what is it? It's the now, people that want to have their kids have a good education, because a lot of our public schools, 
my son's supposed to go to Wilder School District, mm-hmm. and he I would not send my dog to that school to get trained or taught. <laughs> well, you're, you're kind of yeah. answered your, your own question, by the way. It, it's political, because if you say, oh, this is just a way for rich people to get money to send their kids to a rich school, that sounds really, really bad. Um, that was kind well, of the that, point that, we were like your guy just said you yeah. know, that you just had on. He said, "Oh, it's the you know the more wealthy people that send their kid to to private school." Well, I ain't wealthy I, yeah. by far, yeah. not not even close. Yeah. But I make sacrifices to make sure that happens. Well, I don't know why and they all say that, and it's every one of them that are against it, saying, "Oh, you know, it's the rich, it's the rich folk that are sending." Yeah. No, it isn't. The well, rich it's folks. because it people makes it, it makes it sound bad. Right. Yeah, it makes it sound bad, <laughs> and it gets people uh, against it. Now, in all fairness. There are people who are well off that, you know, send their kids to, to school and would also use the money. But there are, that's why I said when he asked me if I thought with, with the, my seven kids, I mean, there are good things to it and probably bad things to it as of you, you can point to almost every bill that gets passed, not only in the legislature, but in Congress. Um, I mean, we, in a perfect example is we did have a kid who was, uh, had, uh, Asperger's and he could not function well in a public school setting. So we sent him to a private charter school that specifically helped kids out in that particular school setting so that he could excel and learn better than he could in a private setting and in no way, shape, or form. Were, were we rich either? I understand what he means about sacrifices because essentially, regardless of what you want in life, you do have to budget for it at some point. Now, if you are born into a family with billions, you know, fantastic, uh, more power to you. But most people aren't. And so you can achieve what you want, but you can't necessarily have everything. Yeah. Thank you for the call. Appreciate Sean. Uh, thank you for calling in. We'll take a quick break here. We've got one more segment on the way. Christine, uh, stay right where you're at. Justin, I see you there. Promise that we'll get to both of you before we're done here today. Final chance, by the way, final few minutes. Text the word teeth, T E. E-T-H. We'll pick two winners coming up to go to the game tonight. Idaho Steelheads taking on the Allen Americans in hockey. You want one of those two pair of tickets. Uh, final chance to text and win. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 949, I uh, got an email from Ivy. Uh, she writes, Mike. You mentioned the boys. What about us girls and our porn? You're right, Ivy. Um, I, I didn't mention the girls. I wasn't being fair. So guys and girls, where are you going to get your porn now if the, the bill goes through? So, Ivy, I apologize. You're right. I, I made an assumption. And, and by the way, nowhere is an acceptable answer. I just <laughs> want to put that out there. I apologize. I, I, I left the females out in their I, porn, too, and just talked about the boys' porn. I've been, how do I put this, lifelong uptight when it comes to that sort of thing. So. Christine in uh, Meridian, thanks for being patient, listening on 670 AM this morning. Uh, good morning to you. I just wanted to call because I think I have a little bit of a different perspective on this. Um, I moved here from Washington, from Western oh. Washington. I know, sorry, but we love it. Um <laughs> But I have to tell you, like, my kids grew up in an uber-competitive public school district where people from all over the world go, move there, which is why it's so expensive and outrageous, to have their kids in public school. But then the, like, uber-uber-rich have pushed their kids into private school. Private school is totally for the uber-rich there. 
I have a perspective. I also taught in a private school there, and I am totally for choice. And I'm going to tell you why. It never, ever leaves behind kids. It actually should move the bar further up for the public school. It's all about money, and it's all about politics, because what happens is when you have that competition, it should absolutely push the public schools to do better. And we, as taxpayers, have to say, listen, I'm telling you, public schools do it for a lot less money. Yes, they're, pay- they're getting paid out of pocket, but they're not getting any state funding usually. And they have to do it with less money, and they do a far better job in general. And um, I-, I know from coming from it's not about rich or poor, whatever, where we came from. It was about the really uber-rich people sent their kids to public school or private school because they didn't want all the politics involved, whatever their politics may be. They just wanted their kids to study and be, you know, incredibly at an incredibly rigorous pace. Mm. So, you know, it's, it's about the money. It's about keeping the public school as a, I mean, in my opinion, it's a money laundering situation. The, the, even in a good school district, you were not getting what you wanted. You had no say as a parent. And so there were different reasons for people going to private school, but the, but the case remains the same, that if private schools are getting all of the attention and they're doing better, public schools, in theory, should be pushed into doing a better job. And The inverse of that, sorry, the inverse yeah. of that, though, is that uh, a lot of people consider, uh, you know, if, if there's an exodus from public schools, it's not going to make them do better. It's going to be like rats leaving a sinking ship. And, and right. that what and there, we what we don't need to do is watch the ship sink. We need to repair the ship. Exactly, and I agree with you. And that's the thing is that I never understand since I was a young person going to college and learning about education, and I've been doing this for thirty years. I was like, why do we not look at the very best school districts and just do that? Why doesn't every single school district just do that? You know what I mean? And it's it, it's all about politics. It has nothing to do with like how much money you get because pretty much. In most places, dependent on the income level, all that good stuff, it's all about the same. Because surprisingly, where I came from, even though there was a ton of money there, they didn't get all that much, you know, uh, kind of, you know, percentage-wise per student publicly. But they got money through all these yeah. grants. They got, you know, it's, One- it's, it's all about politics and money, and they're able to send a narrative to children and, you know, that kind of stuff. And so whatever the reason that the money, I just think it's always better as a family to be able to decide where you take your kids. And I I don't think the public schools are doing a great service to anyone, even in an overachieving one. One of the the advantages uh, a a private school or even a charter school has is the percentage of motivated parents uh, that you don't have it in uh, public schools. Yeah. Quite often in public schools, if they have teacher conferences, 10, 15, 20% of the, the parents show up. The rest don't even bother. Christine, by the way, thank you for the call. That was a great take here this morning. Uh, Justin in Boise, listening on 670 AM. you got about a minute. Okay. Um, just a quick note that I don't think most people know, like with the uh, whole uh, kids with um, uh, special needs. I was considered special needs growing up. I was diagnosed young with um, Asperger's, uh, high-functioning autism, dyslexia, and ADHD. And basically what happened to me inside of the school system is they passed me regardless of my work. So I ended up, uh, I started homeschooling, went to school, had that happen, went back to homeschooling, and now I'm doing really well. But I I think people should 
ask more questions about, okay, so our, our special needs kids are getting an education, but what is, like, how is that looking? Because for me, it would have completely ruined things if I had been uh, yeah. kind of pampered like that. Yeah. Just like, we, were, we were born before there were social promotions, but uh, it, it started about the time we were in school. Justin, thank you for the call. Thank you for the take this morning. We'll be talking more about it. As a matter of fact, uh, coming up tomorrow and Friday, Thursdays and Fridays, we talk to the uh, lawmakers tomorrow. Uh, it's senators who will make making an appearance here on News Talk KBOI. We talk with them uh, 8.35 every single morning. Uh, don't forget the game tonight, Boise State men's game, taking on New Mexico, 8.35 tip-off on 93.1 FM. We'll also have tickets to give away tomorrow.